Welcome back to Much Ado About Ryan, the talk show where all the guests are named Ryan. I'm your host, Ryan Estes. Uh, my apologies for the long delay, but my producers were working backstage to give you guys another strong episode of this show uh, as we come to you again live this week uh, with another great guest. And uh, actually, this is the first guest in show history that will be returning from a previous stint on the show. Uh, he is a PharmD student, uh, similar to our last week's guest, uh, Ryan Kay. Uh, he is also a PharmD student here at the University of Rhode Island. Um, and he is a great friend of mine who's decided to spend another hour uh, on the show talking about who knows what, because uh, we never know what's going to come on this show. So please welcome uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Murphy to the show. Sorry, there's no, so many there's Ryan. A lot of Ryan. There's so many Ryans. They blend in. pharmacy, I can name off at least four. There's plenty of them. Easy to confuse us. We all look the same. It's oh, all yes. good. All right. Ryan Murphy, ladies and gentlemen. So, so how are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Glad to be over the exam season. Looking forward to spring break. I think we all are. Uh, need that nice break for just a week. Then we're getting back to the grind. It never stops. Love to hear it. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm feeling some of that grind myself as we uh, get down to the very end of the pre-spring break sort of semester. But um, eagerly looking forward to that week and the rest and relaxation it will provide. Um, and then coming back after that, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, just hope for the best, you know. Yeah, let's just see if we make it through spring break first. Yeah. That's goal number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's jump right into it. Um, it's it's been uh it's been quite some time since you've last joined us on the show. Uh, it's been probably like four or five months, I would say. So uh, what's yeah, what's, right. what's been going on since then? Uh, just continuing through it. Uh, actually, the College of Pharmacy this coming Friday after spring break, being the March twenty fourth. We're hosting a blood drive at the College of Pharmacy for the Rhode Island Blood Center. We'd love if you can show up. We're in a massive blood shortage right now. All hospitals across the country are really lacking in it. And especially in this kind of area, we want to do everything we can to support. Uh, but beyond then, just keeping ourselves busy. The Pharmacognosy Club, we're doing well. Uh, Grade-wise, we're surviving. Hmm. We take what we can. Right. But uh, really enjoying it so far. I got a new job as an oncology pharmacist, or oncology technician, I should say. Um, but really loving it. Nice. Good to hear, yeah. Um, that blood drive thing is great, of course. Uh, it's definitely something that we need more of, uh, more support uh, in this state. Um, so, uh, yeah, great to see uh, you're doing pretty good. So, um, you know, same here. Can't say uh, I'm also involved in blood drives and the pharmacy practice as a whole, but um, I I'm surviving. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time to be a roadie ram. Um, maybe not in the sense of our our uh, unfortunate uh, end of the seasons for our basketball programs. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, we look to next year. You know what? I'm just glad I'm allowed to go to the basketball games anymore. With COVID, we were locked out for two years. It's just nice to be able to show up. At of least. course, yes. It is – a basketball game is better than no basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's how I like to think of it. So, um, all right. So, we're going to jump into our first segment of the night. And what makes this segment in particular very special is because tonight is its debut – on much ado about ryan this is a brand new segment we have never tried this out before um I don't know if this is ladies and gentlemen yeah so uh we're gonna try it out uh it's time for this or that whopper 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 junior double triple whopper impossible or bacon whopper i rule this day all right so basically how this is gonna work is uh, similar to Wheel of Questions, which we'll be taking a brief leave of absence this week, uh, I have a wheel, and there are some prompts on said wheel, and 
Uh, we're going to spin the wheel, and it's going to give us two things that hopefully are similar to each other. And we have to pick this or that. Okay. okay. So, Let's see what the wheel tells us. All right. So first thing we have off the wheel, sneezing or coughing? Uh, sneezing or coughing. I mean, you really have to go with a solid sneeze. You can't tell me that when you've been congested, it's that spring season, pollen's in your nose, and you get that one good sneeze. Maybe it caused you a lot of spinal pain while I was at it, but you know what? I'm cleared out after that one. Coughing, that's just an annoyance. No, I can't do it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I would say sneezing as well. Coughing is just like, coughing is repetitive too. Mm. You never just cough once. If there's one cough, it's it's... It's, it's almost a sign that there's going to be more to come. Yeah, it's also just not as fun because you're right. Yeah. Like, it's repetitive. A cough is a cough. A sneeze, though, you can get different pitches, sizes, all these sorts of things. Oh, it's yeah. It's always something new. There's a different genre of sneeze for, like, mm, every exactly, person. Exactly. Yeah. Are you more of a hardcore punk kind of sneezer? You a lo-fi sneezer? It's really up to you. Lo-fi. Um, I would say I'm more in, like, the science fiction realm. Mm, um, it's like mm. you, you never know what you're going to get. Got it's those like, auto-tuners on. I oh, understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, so... We'll leave it at that. Sneezing or coughing. Uh, the Ryan stays sneezing. So. I think it's unanimous on that one. All right. Um, a store where every item is free or a restaurant where every dish is calorie-free? I mean, I'm a foodie at heart. I have to go for the restaurant. I, I love eating everything under the sun. Uh, really trying to watch what I eat, but, man, if I could go and I, I could have everything I wanted, lasagna, meatball. I'm going to Italian restaurants. I'm cleaning that place out. Yeah. No, I agree with there. I mean, like, if I had the opportunity to go to uh, some good Italian restaurants and know that every dish that I consume, I would have no remorse for afterwards. Like, I'd be there for hours, first of all. And think, like, if you have no calories, it means you have uh, no satiety. I mean, or is that the is that the right word uh, uh, way to pronounce it? Uh, satiety. Satiety. English language is lost on me. Yeah. In this kind of aspect. I have I have no sense of hunger upon consuming the or. Uh, no replace. Give me a second. Um, no way to solve the feeling of hunger upon consuming these meals. So I will stay in a permanent state of hungriness, but at the same time, I'm not feeling the caloric intake of said foods. So, oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. You know what? I can absolutely go out right now and kill an entire lasagna, but yeah. I'm gonna go home and you know what? I'm gonna feel a little bit bad about it. Yeah. And uh, if I don't have to, it's a no-brainer for me. Right. Of course. Yeah. Like I, like. You know, m money is, is universal. I mean, there's, there's some things in this world you just can't replace, and unfortunately money is one of them. Mm. But if I have a chance to wipe this world of calories and all the malfeasance they cause, then, yeah, I'm going to do that. 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. Next on the list. <sighs> bring a backpack or bring a suitcase? I guess this is a theoretical travel scenario. I mean. Depends where you're going for. If you're going for a vacation, you're going to want to go for the backpack. Uh, well, depends on the duration of it, I'd say. Because if I had to pick one forever, I'd have to go for the backpack. It's more versatile in what I can do with it. But a suitcase, I mean, if you're going away for a week, you're going somewhere skiing and something like that, you need to pack up your big coats, you need your socks. So it, I think it would depend on the situation for me. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it depends on the duration because, like, you could be going somewhere for, like, 20 or like uh, a month or 20 days or a month and it's like if you bring a backpack you're kind of up a creek so it's if you're going somewhere for like a couple days though you know backpack might be the more appropriate scenario oh of course um, you can't bring it on the, a plane if you're trying to have something to entertain you while you're on the plane what are you gonna do 
carry your iPad through the checkout yeah. and everything like that? In, no, in a suitcase? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say backpack. And I, I like to say that I'm, I'm – I like to think that I'm a pretty light packer when it comes to traveling. Um, I don't know, like – how it how it compares to other people how it sort of like shakes down but like i i have been very proud of my recent packing endeavors where i've been able to get all that i need into like a carry-on backpack mm, you're beating me last time i tried to go to arizona this past summer and i got shown a tsa an hour before my flight that my bag was too big to get checked in so i had to beg one of the workers to let me skip the hour and a half long queue line at jfk airport and if you know that queue to jfk airport you know how bad it is uh, I had to beg to get through there, but you know what? We made it on the plane. I, I made it out of the state. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Was it needless stress? Did I get on my hands and knees and beg? Maybe, but we were there. Yeah, of course. You know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. We were just in um, uh, Orlando this past uh, week, me and the club tennis team. And uh, so we flew out of Orlando International to get back to uh, to Bradley and Hartford. Um, we flew Spirit, which is kind of why we're flying into Hartford. Um, but just for context anyway so we're in orlando orlando is notorious for those who don't know for its security line it's it weaves it waves it, it zigs it zags it goes every direction but straight and uh it's it's quite literally a, a labyrinth of people in red tape so it's it's horrible but um luckily though the way to get around that is if you have tsa pre-check uh so that is that is the life hack yeah so um, TSA pre-check came out big for me that day because, um, I got to just go right. Th it was a much shorter line, albeit still one, but I was in and out in like maybe 10 minutes. And then I was waiting for like 45 for the rest of the team to, to show up out of whatever human ball of stress that was, that was, uh, awaiting. So, um, TSA pre-check, uh, and I, I guess, after this. yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have a group sign up session. Um, but, uh, moral of the story, bring it back back. Yeah. Makes everyone's life easier. Yeah, make, it makes your life easier at both JFK and Orlando International. Never go to JFK. Whatever you do, just avoid <laughs> that place like the plague, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, loud neighbors or nosy neighbors? Loud. Oh, God, loud. Because you know what? Loud, I can put in headphones. I can play music. I can be loud back at them to cancel out their loudest. But nosy neighbors, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I don't want to worry about old granny peeking over the fence, and you know what? Maybe maybe that's entertaining, but I don't want to be it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Like like neighbor Gene is like looking through his fence, like seeing what I'm up to. No, no, I'm I'm not about that. Like I would say, like loud neighbors are fine because we have luckily we live in a world where technology is at its finest, mm. where we are able to have the noise canceling headphones that that those of tomorrow or or the past did not have. So um, so I would say nosy neighbors. We do not have technology, unfortunately, that can cancel that out. Um. Nosy people will nosy, but loud people can be quieted. Mm, so that is true. There is always a way yeah. to file a noise complaint. In that too, yeah, you could just go Karen on them. Mm, so the classic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we already got that one. Um, sometimes they repeat. All right. Uh, hot or iced coffee? I'm not a coffee guy. Admittedly, uh, I can't really do energy drinks. The only coffee I drink is some called Super Coffee. It's basically they take a 200 milligrams of caffeine. A little bit of coffee, they water that down so it barely tastes like coffee at all. It's more like mud water, uh, and I can stomach that one best, but I just can't do coffee, man. Yeah, me neither. I've, I've never been a big coffee drinker myself. Um, I haven't – well, I've also never really been in a situation where I've needed extra energy. I think it's always been synthesized naturally. Um, I wish. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, recently, I have been uh, indulging in the Razbulls that our, our mm. lovely daily grind workers provide in the library. Yeah, that, that is just a URI thing from what I've been able it to is. tell. Because yeah. everywhere at the top of campus also sells Razbulls. And honestly, I'm kind of intrigued, but I'm also very scared. Yeah, um, I, I think an article was actually just published by the Good Five Cent Cigar, uh, I think just last week, and they did a deep dive into the history of the Razbull. Mm. And it's, it was actually very interesting. I, I recommend that everyone who's uh, listening tonight and uh, and our guest here, Ryan, if you'd like to take a look, you're more than welcome. It's uh, it's for free on the uh, Good Five Cent Cigar website or in print at any available location. So um, it's a great article, though. It was actually I learned a lot of th uh, very interesting information about um, really, truly a tradition that was started at URI and has since spread to, I believe, nearby college campuses. So pretty cool to have something originate in Little Roadie. But um, I know it did not answer the question, but um, if I had to pick one, I would go iced coffee. Um, I have bad uh, memories of things that are hot and burning my tongue. So um, I'm going to avoid that, and I would say iced coffee. That's fair. I mean, the only two hot drinks I enjoy is going to be a classic hot chocolate and mead, and those are really the only two <laughs> things I can do. Everything else I want cold. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, he, like when it's hot out, which for the majority of the summer and sometimes most of the fall, you want an iced coffee because it helps you cool down. Mm -hmm. When it's negative 20 degrees out, I want an iced coffee. I can't explain that one. But See, you say that, but when it's negative 20 out, I'm still more than happy to go get ice cream, and I'll, yeah, I'll be a happy camper. Exactly, yeah. I. I mean, I wish Brickley's was open in the winter. They, there, only. there is an audience, I'm sure, that would go to Brickley's in December. Yeah, that audience is called me. Yeah. No, if if Brickley's had had a fan base that would go to them in December, then I'm one of the million. If they only had one uh, fan member, it's me and Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, it might just be extended to all Ryans. I feel like. Yeah. I. Something we touched upon uh, last time uh, Ryan was on the show was that Ryans tend to share a lot of the same interests. Mm, um, absolutely. I remember that we, we shared an affinity for uh, the toy of Beyblades. Who doesn't love chopping your own fingers off with them? They're one no, of the yeah. best toys ever. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Beyblades were a big one. Uh, Rush Hour of course. was I mean, a big one. Rush Hour is a classic. Yep. You got to get the Legos. Yep. You got to get the Game Boys, the DSs. Yeah. DS was a big one. Oh, yeah. Like, those yeah. are must-haves. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see how many of those uh, similar interests we touch upon uh, in this conversation and also our flagship segment of Ryan Ranks coming up in just a few short minutes. So uh, moving on, uh, the ever-raging debate of hamburgers or hot dogs. Oh, hamburger. Mm. Uh, my little sister, she would only eat hot dogs for two years of her life. Two when years? I, when I say only eat, I mean chopped up, boiled, cooked, grilled, only hot dogs and ever since then I, I honestly i have a phobia of them i just can't yeah. even look at them right anymore uh, you know what a hamburger you know what specifically a sausage burger those they go hard but yeah. hot dogs unless there's some real nice hot dogs i can't do it it hurts my soul too much yeah um i'm gonna say hamburgers before quickly switching the spotlight back to ryan's to ask a follow-up question mm -hmm. uh what are your thoughts on the uh debate of calling a hot dog a sandwich all right all right well you do we have the next hour to talk? Um, uh, we got around there. <laughs> you have to think about it. Is a hot dog more similar to a sandwich? Or is it more similar to a taco? You have to expand Whoa. your thinking to this. I, I, I flipped this to you and you flipped it right back to me. I would consider it more in line with a taco than a sandwich. Because you have to think about it. A hot dog bun is connected all the way around. 
Just well, like a taco. Just like a taco. But wow. is a hamburger bun connected all the way around? No. No. You not. separate that. Yeah. Big wow. That's a good point. I mean, because everyone usually makes the assumption that's like, well, no, a hot dog's not a sandwich. And go, oh, well, isn't a sandwich just uh, uh, meat between like a piece of bread? And like, yeah, and they're like, whoa. But like, not technically, because the difference between a hot dog and a hamburger is that the hamburger bun is separate, but the hot dog bun is connected. At least it should be. If, it, if that hot dog bun breaks, we all know how it feels to get ketchup all over here. Oh, yeah. It's, when the hot dog bun breaks, it's it's like a every man for it's himself sort of deal. Yeah, it's it's not great. But And also, hamburgers, you have the versatility. Like you have that you have true, true. you have a greater range of toppings that you could put on a hamburger. Hot dogs, well, while well, we appreciate their effort, you know the the chili dog, the, mm. the the raw onions are a favorite of mine. Ketchup and mustard, of course, cannot be uh, uh, discounted. But um, hamburgers, though, it's it's not even close. Oh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, I, I go to Astros like two days a week in, in in Hope Commons, and I go crazy. I mean, it's like they got like the the cheeseburger station. They got the whole, like, mm-hmm. lettuce, tomato, onion. Like, I get probably 90% of my vegetable intake, unfortunately, every day because of ice rows. Oh, yeah. Back when I was on campus all those years ago, I feel like an old man now. I, I basically lived at that place. It oh, it was great. Every time. Yeah. And it's it's solid. I mean, it's, well, this is coming from someone who doesn't mind, like, cafeteria food. Like, I, I've always never minded it. So, like, that's why, like, a lot of people, they might think, like, oh, URI food's maybe not the best. But, like, I think it's great. You know... I would agree it is not the best, but other colleges have it way worse. Yes. Yes. From from what I've heard and what I've seen at other college campuses, URI is certainly not the bottom of the barrel. And they, they do put effort into making their foods better. Like, we, ha- we have, luckily, Butterfield, which was just recently renovated a, a couple years ago. Brand new kitchen. Uh, some of the nicest staff I've ever met. Um, very nice ladies. And um, it's, uh, I would say the food is definitely unpopular opinion i would say the food is better than main fair at butterfield a lot of people would disagree with me yeah that's not i was a hope kind of guy at the end of the day so it's just how it is yeah well i will say i think hope has better has a more larger variety of options because you go to hope and you have you have astros like we just touched upon you have home style which is the rotating uh the menu item uh the stir fry place the the salad and pasta bar uh, the deli, which I just was introduced to just a few weeks ago and uh, had a fantastic time at. Um, so you have all those great options. You take a look at Butterfield, and I, I believe that their rotating menu selection tends to be of a higher quality product. But um, I think at the end of the day, what frustrates me the most is... Uh... I mean, there's lots of things to consider within the dining halls. I mean, Bud Omelets, I lived off them for so long. Uh, but we all make it work in one way or the other. Right. And I, and like I was saying before, to continue my thought, like what frustrates me the most is that like at, uh, for dinner, for some reason in recent years, um, or recent years, how long have I been here? Um, in, rec- for you, not in, me. in recent months, um, it's been, uh, like the dinner experience has been that of, um, like just the rotating menu. Like you go for lunch and they have like the burrito station, they have the pizza station they have all that great stuff. But you go for dinner and it's just like the singular menu item. And that's why, unfortunately, Butterfield has been uh, subject to lines beyond the lengths I've ever seen before. And especially at Mac and Cheese Night at Butterfield, uh, Mac and Butt, as it's been called, um, the line goes past like the hand scanners to get into the dining hall itself. So it's at least like 
a line that is probably close to like 30 or 35 yards. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not a mac and cheese guy personally, so I'm more than happy to pass on it. I mean, the big thing for me was always going to be the sandwich station in Hope. It just, it's the best around. There's no other way to say it. They got the good bread. They got the good toppings. They got the good meat. It's a way you can go every day. Yeah, I mean, you really just can't complain. It's uh, I, I'm, this may have turned into an advertisement for dining services, but um, hey, hey I, a great job. Doing yeah, a great job. I mean, honestly, I, I have no complaints. So just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, all right. So, moving on from that, bad breath or body odor. Oh, mm. you know, I would have to say bad breath for the sheer fact that I can eat a lot of mints. But if you just <laughs> smell... You stink. You kind of just stink. And there's no way, like, I can't go bathing in Axe Body Spray like the middle school days anymore. I, like, I, I live like that. I can't do it again. I, I need actual, like, taking a shower, man. I, I need to be able to walk out and be like, you know, I, I smell okay. That's fine with me. Yeah, um, I'm going to say uh, bad breath is my preference as well like if you stink it's pretty hard to hide that uh like there's deodorant of course and we and uh you know there's there are advancements in technology nowadays where you're able to uh further hide your stink from the world but um mm. but you look at like bad breath as just being a singular component of uh of poor hygiene in, in, in an aspect and just smell is just so much uh worse of a problem than that is like because so many parts of your body can smell but bad breath is very specific it's limited to just your mouth yeah but yeah, if you stink yeah. it could be anything uh, you, you get a lollipop you, you get some mints you'll be okay. yeah you can cover that exactly you know you get some uh mouthwash is very good uh orbit gum trident oh are, are you sponsored, sponsored? Uh, I, no i'm just just naming brands just off the top of my head <laughs> but um that, yeah, would you have a preferred uh, a gum brand by any chance? Uh, I actually don't chew gum. I, I really don't like gum. If I'm going for anything like for uh, breath or anything like that, I have to go for Altoids. It's just like the classic spearmint. That's what I like. Gum has never really sat well with me. Understandable. Um, yeah, I, I've come to think of it, I really haven't chewed gum in really recent memory, actually. And it's... Uh, it's something that, like, it, it's there, but I just never really partake in it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back on that. If I was to chew a gum, whatever that, uh, the, the gum that comes in squares, like little uh, cubes. Yes, yeah. You know the one? Right. I don't know the brand at all, but those, they're fun. Yeah. I enjoy those. Yeah, and it, it's funny you mentioned those, like, the little, like, the round canisters, yeah, yeah, like, the yeah, cylindrical. Yeah, the yeah. So, at, this is something I've noticed for some reason, but at, at URI men's basketball games, um, so, uh, first year head coach, Archie Miller. Who's, uh, in my opinion, done some great things for the team. It's uh, it's been a bit of a building year, but I think he's really set a good foundation. Um, something that I noticed that he does is what he lines up uh, behind him on like the scores table, uh, where he like typically stands for the game. He's got like five or six like things of those gum, of like those <laughs> gum packets, like the like where it's just um, uh, like the little like canisters, and they're all lined up behind him. But I never see him actually chewing gum. You know what? They're there for moral support at the end of the day. And Maybe. He'll take I mean, what he can get. It's crazy stuff. But, um, well, I guess that's a long, uh, long-winded long rant on bad breath. But um, I, it appears that it is one out at the end of the day. 
So, all right. So our final uh, this or that question: passenger or driver? Mm. You know, it depends on the day for me. I do like driving. However, vibrations make me fall asleep, Ooh. and so passenger seat. I'm getting the best sleep of my life on that ride. I would have to. I used to travel lacrosse with my family, mm. and they drive me from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'd be knocked the entire way. I'd wake up, I'd go inside, and I'd pass right back out, and it was great. Yeah, I, I have no complaints. Uh, I would say um, driving is nice. It has its independence. Um, when you're 16, you get your driver's license for the first time. All you want to do is drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was. I told my parents, you know, I'm still gonna ride my bike. I haven't touched my bike once. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I had a, I was one of those kids who had an electric scooter mm. when I got my license, and that's how I got to work every day in the summer before I got my license. Like, oh yeah, I'll still drive this after. Nah, I might bring it to college though next year, but I haven't touched it since. Mm, that's since right. uh, since before I got my license. I see you riding around on like those uh, unicycles, the electric unicycles, whatever they are. Those things look crazy. Oh yeah, the one wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. That's those the are one. cool. I would love to ride one of those if I wasn't afraid of falling off and. Yeah, severely injuring my body myself. yeah I, I don't have the 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 balance to do that so uh, i'll leave that to the professionals <laughs> but um i i mean there is well there is perks to being a passenger i would say um i like being behind the wheel because i i know that i can trust myself driving mm. um so yeah you get like those people who are driving who you know treat like the the highway like it's luigi circuit and mario kart and um not not the biggest fan of that so i'm gonna say driver yeah that's fair that's fair yeah all right, so honestly, that was a great first this or that segment. So this might have to stick around uh, for the <laughs> remainder of the season, but um, good way to test it out. But now it goes into a tried and true segment of the show, one that's been in every episode uh, in our show's running. It's time for Ryan Ranks. So um, we're back, and it's time for another great segment of Ryan Ranks. Uh, like all shows before this, our guest Ryan has brought with him a list of a top 10 ranking um, and a topic of his choosing that I do not know about currently at this moment in time. Um, he is going to reveal it to me live on air, and, we are, and he is going to reveal his top 10 selection as I have to create mine uh, with my most honest, my most knee-jerk reactions to the topic he has made so we get the most honest list possible and um and the one that hopefully doesn't get me uh made fun of on social media after this mm. hopefully so uh ryan what is the topic you have brought with us tonight well last time i was on the show i had to go for children's toys yep but you know what else children absolutely love of any age what's that animals oh so what are your top 10 animals and i actually came with a couple facts about my animals today <laughs> All right, so top 10 animals. I can probably do this without a Google search. I hope so. I mean, are, are you looking up animals right now? I'm not currently, but I was thinking about it. Mm, um, mm. So I think I might just have to brainstorm. Dr. Estes, I apologize. <laughs> but um, 
Well, you have to think about because animals is such a broad topic. I mean, mm. this, this any has animal. any any animals, like anyone. Yep. Wow. No umbrella. Trust me. I got some ones you wouldn't expect on this list. All right. Well, let's start it off then. Let's let's uh, hear your top ten and give myself some stall time. So my number ten has to be horses. Ooh. Now let me clarify. I really don't care about horses. Um, <laughs> horses are that kind of animal where you know what I think they're beautiful, but I'm not super interested in specifically miniature horses these did you know that there are several kinds of animals that can be count, quantified as service animals whether really? it be seeing or anything like that or real needs and these are very very important animals the classic is a dog oh. there's lots of different kinds of dogs and what they do but did you know that miniature horses are also accredited to become service animals meaning you can walk into a store with reasonable accommodations of course with a miniature horse and so long as it is your service animal it is completely fine wow and i'm waiting for the day that i'm sitting at cvs and someone comes in with their horse and that would be the greatest day of my life i would wait for that too that honestly seemed like it would be a good time Oof. all right well i'm gonna start this off my number 10 is cats Mm. yeah um that's gonna be a hot take yeah it is um i think uh for everyone listening, the the mere reason why I put cats in number ten is because uh, there's only one reason why I did this, and that is because yes, I am a dog person. Mm, so, as um, you should be. yes, uh, dogs. I'm sorry to all the cat people yeah, out there. Yeah, do- are better. Dogs are just better. I mean, like, it's, there's no two ways about it. Um, so uh, they're they're your best friend for life. There's so many different kinds to choose from. They all we're like not, to we're have. We're talking about cats here. We're talking about cats here. We'll get to dogs. In a yeah, bit. that's a good. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Um. That should probably give away what my number one is, but we'll get to that in a few <laughs> minutes. Anyways, cats, yeah, um, no, they're they're fine. I mean, cats are cool. Um, I respect people who have cats. They seem like they're uh, people who would be philosophers, maybe mm, critical thinkers. Mm, mm. Um, so, uh, but you know, cats are pretty cool. They they also have different kinds, but um, oh, when it gets to cats on my list, I got a couple kinds, and I got. Uh, I came strapped with them. What yeah. can I say? I used to, well, you know what? We'll, we'll save that for later. Yeah, we'll yeah. Save that for later. So, and just to mention, like, the cats that I have at number 10, um, those are, like, house cats, like, domesticated. Mm, mm. That's not, of course, including, like, lions, leopards, tigers, all oh, those. Oh, we're talking about, those like, have little, their own little kittens. Yeah. That you can go to your grandma's house, and she can have one there. Right. And you don't feel threatened for your life. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'll leave it at that. Cats at number 10. Um, side thing, uh, the live-action Cats musical movie was hard. was horrible. Um, like bad. I'm still waiting for the special edition to come out, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah, I, I hopefully never have to see James Corden uh, as a green screen cat ever again in my life. Yeah, I'm not... glad I never have. Yeah. And I, I plan to keep it that way. Yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. Um, all right, so number nine. Number nine, I have to go for a personal favorite, pandas. Ooh. Man, who doesn't love a funny panda video? <laughs> There, there, there's so many great ones, and one of the things I love about pandas, and it's one of the reasons I really consider them a soul animal for me, is they eat for 12 hours a day. <laughs> Half the day is just eating. Who doesn't love that? Wow. I, I really wish I was a panda. They're, they're regarded as, like, a holy animal in China and things like that, and they just get fed all day. They're living like kings out there. Eating bamboo. A bamboo and whatever else they eat. I, yeah, I'm not exactly. taking that with myself. Aren't they the national animal of China? Yeah, yeah, they're really well protected. I did not just look that up. If you were, if the trainers to care for baby pandas 
have to be so well vetted. It's insane. These the, the qualification to be able to take care of them, it is the animal. If you ever were to harm a panda, that is worse than murder in many people's eyes there. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, yeah, so I think aren't all of, I believe all of the pandas that are just outside of the uh, country of China, they're like loaned there. Yes. So the, yes, the country of China owns all of the world's existing panda population. As far as I'm aware for the quote-unquote legal pandas in the world, uh, yes, I believe China does own all of them. At, at least, maybe not red pandas, but at least the uh, giant pandas. Very interesting, yes. All right, so my number nine, I'm going to say tigers. Mmm, Tiger King kind of guy. Yeah, well, I've never watched the show. Um, mm. Maybe that's why it dropped so low on my list, because it's been associated with such a horrid piece of pop culture but um tigers themselves yeah i can get behind them you know it's you know they're they're big cats which mm. is ironic because i just talked about small cats but um yeah i mean they they certainly have their their appeal when you go to the zoo and you ask like a small child what do you want to see first i would say probably like 55 percent of the time their answer is probably gonna be tigers that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Tigers are a classic peach. Of, of course. Literature. And you then, can't go wrong there. Oh, if you watch Lion King, I mean, Lion oh, yeah. is higher than anything within that vein. We were all obsessed with them as kids. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, the best part is, of course, you expect, like, the tiger, like, while you're there to, like, I don't know, like, stand up and, like, do a backflip. But the <laughs> but the entire time, it's probably sleeping either in view or out of view in the, in the inside part. They're living their best lives. Yeah. Tell them we're here. <laughs> so, um... Tiger's number nine. Okay, okay. So moving on to my number eight, I'm going to have to say penguins. And when Ooh. I say penguins, there, there's a lot of different penguins. I think there's 18 or 19 different kinds of penguins in the world. I'm just talking, penguins is an umbrella term. And one of the things I really do love about penguins is you have the eternal question of what do you call multiple moose? Is there mooses, moosey, whatever you call them? I think it's um, meese. I, I, I'm not too familiar myself, but penguins have a similar name. Uh, Pengai? It, if they are in water, specifically uh. if there's a conglomeration of penguins within water, they're called a raft. Really? Yes. And do you want to guess what they're called on land? A boat? A waddle. Dang it. Yeah, so <laughs> if, if you ever see those photos where it's just hundreds of penguins, yes, that is, that is by definition a waddle of penguins. That is how you can call them. And that will never not be an absolutely hilarious fact to me. That's so awesome. Penguins do take a solid spot as my number eight. Wow. Uh, Ryan is uh, our resident Steve Irwin on the show. He's our animal expert, but um, this is uh, this is awesome. Wow, I'm, I feel like I'm learning more about animals uh, during this this top ten. You and me both. Yeah. Um. All right. So number eight, I'm, I'm gonna go with gorillas. Mmm. I didn't even consider gorillas. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, um, rest in peace, of course, to uh, the great gorilla in the sky that is Harambe. Our boy. Taken too soon, but um. I mean, besides that, gorillas—they um, have a you know a big part in pop culture. You know, the the mighty silverback, um, and other types of breeds I can't name off the top of my head. Oh, I grew up on King Kong. Trust me, I fully understand. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh, gorillas, of course, they are—they're very cool. Um, They—they're also kind of like t I feel like there is a misconception about uh, wanting to go see fierce animals in zoos because mm. you expect them to be as fierce as they have sort of built their reputation up to be. Um, I haven't seen that yet in any of my zoo visits, um, but it's probably for the best because I don't know if I'd want to see two gorillas fighting in, in the middle of like an enclosure. Yeah, you say that, but if I was ever to see a gorilla that isn't behind uh, some piece of very, very thick glass, 
I'm going to run like a little girl. Yeah. Uh, there is absolutely no other thought in my mind. Gorillas terrify me. No, oh, yeah. And the fact that they can run on, on, like, all four legs, too, like, or limbs, that scares me even more. Oh, I don't stand a chance. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I can run pretty fast, maybe faster on adrenaline. That's nothing. See, I, I can't run fast, so I, I wouldn't even have a chance. <laughs> I'd be better yeah. off just trying to find a hole. Right, yeah, I know. Like, just find somewhere to, like, hide. Like, uh, so, gorillas, cool if in an enclosure, terrifying if not. I feel like there's a lot of animals that fall within that yeah. umbrella, I'd say. That, that's probably the moral of the story that if anyone could have a takeaway, besides Ryan's awesome animal facts from mm. this Ryan Ranks, is that any of these animals, except for those that regularly, li regularly live in a house, uh, probably are terrifying outside of that. Mm. So, um, all right. I think that includes my number seven. Uh, number seven, a personal favorite of everyone around the world, elephants. Who doesn't love them? One of the cutest animals you'll ever see. Absolutely important. We love them to death. Did you know that elephants can <laughs> hear through their feet? <laughs> and by that, I mean, have you ever seen those videos where an elephant's stomping his foot? It's not just because he's angry. It's because they're very, very good at picking up low-frequency vibrations. Wow. And so they can communicate with elephants up to a mile away or so just by vibrations through the ground. Because they're just that good at hearing it's not just the ears ladies and gentlemen it's the feet too it's the whole kitten caboodle you'd never expect that they can notify their herd that they're being attacked from a ways away it's a self-defense defense mechanism it's insane that's unbelievable wow um that's actually so cool i, I never knew that neither did i wow man Ele elephants have my respect even more they gotta live with that trunk on their face 24 hours a day their entire life some might say but now they can hear through their feet. I mean, like, what what more do elephants have that that we as humans don't? I mean, tusks. I would I would love a pair of tusks personally. They're yeah. just overgrown teeth, more or less. But Pretty much, yeah. I, I would love one. Yeah, I think the only kinds of uh, humans that know about overgrown teeth are the Brits. If you couldn't uh, hear a, that, that was a uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a knee slapper. So um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have a sound effect unfortunately queued up for that, but we'll have to just stick and move. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Uh, my number seven, um, I'm going to say leopards. Leopards, cat guy, interesting. Yeah, there, there's a startling trend of cats on here, despite me very clearly declaring that I'm a dog person. But um, I believe, yeah, that, that is the last cat breed that is on my list. So mm -hmm. relief after that. Um, to quote the side character of Uncle Leo from the hit 90s show Seinfeld, mm -hmm. um, I like leopards because, quote, I like the spots. So, um, it's, uh, it's not really much more than that. I think the spots are pretty cool. They can run very fast, or unless that's cheetahs. That, that is cheetahs, but they also do run fast. They're more stalking animals, but absolutely. Okay. Did you look that up, too? Uh, no, I just happen to actually know that one. Oh. I, I did like animals as a kid, ladies and gentlemen, if you couldn't guess. That's very cool, though. Um, all right, so, spots are pretty cool. I'll take it. I um, you have to say leopard print everything. It's all around. It's always right. been a classic of any kind of era, especially 80s, 90s. It, it was absolutely in. Of course. So, uh, leopards, number seven. Mm. Yeah. My number six, you definitely did not see this one coming. The mantis shrimp. Uh, <laughs> technically, it is a crustacean. They reside along the bottom of the ocean, and they are an animal that fishermen steer clear of. Do you want to guess why fishermen steer clear of these shrimp? I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the mantis part of it. The mantis part of the shrimp. Um, enlighten me. 
Yeah, so <laughs> they actually punch unbelievably hard. To the point they're nearly breaking the sound barrier. They actually have an acceleration of about 50 miles per hour. And if you're not familiar, that's about the speed of a 22 caliber bullet. Um, so these little fish basically headbutt you at Mach 10. And they are known to be immensely damaging. They can knock fish out, kill them on the spot. They're absolutely wild animals. Wow. That's crazy. So, like, next time someone does, like, a who would win fight between, like, two animals, they should have, like, just, like, a silverback gorilla and a mantis shrimp. If the silverback gorilla was a couple thousand meters under underwater, then yes. that that It, yeah. w- it would line up. And yeah. I'm going to bet on the shrimp on that one. No, I would too, honestly, because then you're, you're in the shrimp's turf, mm. and a silverback gorilla can't really do much underwater. You know what? Let's at least give the silverback gorilla, like, an oxygen tank. Yeah, let's, like Make let's, it a little bit better. Let's fairer. put him in, like, a scuba suit, and then, mm, and then we'll mm, find out. Mm. Yeah. Um, wow, that's very cool. I, I didn't even know mantis shrimp existed, so that's... Yeah, they're a wild-looking thing. Wow, that's awesome. Um, my number six, I'm going to say giraffes. Ooh, giraffes are classic. Yes. Uh, kind of sticking with that same sort of leopard print idea. Um, I didn't realize that until I just put it down here, but, uh, giraffes have a similar prints on their, their hides, I would say, or their skins. Um, of course, I would be remiss not to mention their signature long neck that has allowed them to reach leaves and hide trees and other things. Um... Uh, David Schwimmer played uh, a giraffe in the hit uh, movie series Madagascar. Mm. So, um, I... Oh, dang. All right, well, I'm going to have to change my list. Okay, I'll do that later. But um, Madagascar, probably one of the more iconic movies to feature an animal. Uh, In the animated world, of course. Mm. Yeah. So, um, giraffes are number six. Uh, That's a classic. I do love giraffes myself. Uh, My number five has to be a favorite, a cow. And there's going to be two different cows here. We have your standard domestic cow, uh, which, A, man, a nice eye of round steak makes some absolutely beautiful jerky. If any of you, ladies and gentlemen, are a fan of dehydrators, amazing, can't beat the meat. Have you made your own jerky before? Yes, I'm actually a big jerky guy. I do love it. Uh, Really? I I always give thanks to the cow for it. Um, (laughs) But the alternative kind of cow, which I would love as a pet, is a Highland cow. If you ever seen them, they're native to Scotland. Uh, they're usually red in color, mainly because one of the queens of England decided that she really liked the red one, so they selectively bred that one, but they're essentially very long-haired cows that looks like they can't see, um, but they're basically just a big mop that moves, and honestly, I'm here for it. They're pretty yeah. cute. That's kind of like the, what is the, the sheepland dogs? Yes, with, exactly. With, like, the hair in front they of their eyes? they got a eye. very similar coat. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. Wow. There's lots of different cows in the world. Yeah, I... You know, I always just think of, like, well, I know, like, steers, which are, I want to say, male cows, maybe. Um, I'm not that well then there's the, cows. Then there's them. the cows that give the milk. Mm, I don't know if yes, those are the same thing. Milk cows, yes. Yep. Uh, brown cows, which are chocolate milk. Yes. Um, don't forget the pink ones. Yep. Yes, of course, for strawberry. Yeah. And then uh, beige cows for coffee milk. That's more of a Rhode Island thing. Mm. Uh, you see them out in the fields in, like, uh, in Gloucester. But, um, oh, okay. I haven't yeah. been out that west so far. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so cows. Very nice. Um, my number five, I'm going to say bears. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of different kinds of bears you can go into. Uh, kind of a spinoff of pandas, honestly, if you think about it. Um, they are both or a cousin of bears. bears. Yeah, I'd say they're cousins. Yeah. Um, grizzlies, of course, come to mind. Uh, uh, polar bears, I'm sure, are in that same, uh, circle of thought. 
um, the Bruin, a very specific kind of bear, and also the namesake of our uh, region's National Hockey League franchise. So, uh, yeah, I would say bears are pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say they're number five. And you know what? I do have to say my favorite bear would be Cocaine Bear. Uh, <laughs> if you have not seen the movie, it is absolutely hilarious. Based I, I want story. to see it. Yeah. How how did how how'd you think of it? Um, You know, bears are pretty cool. Bears <laughs> and cocaine are a little more cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, you take the already cool concept of bears and you mix it with something that uh, many see as strange and uh, at times confusing in today's society, uh, cocaine. And you uh, mix it with two things that should not belong together, and you get a uh, cocaine bear. Yes, there's actually talk of there being a cocaine shark movie, too, uh, which I would love as a sequel to Cocaine Bear. That one is not based off a true story. Oh, so just, they're just going to make a movie about no, a shark? No, I'm expecting a series of movies about animals with cocaine here within the next five to ten years. Wow. They've really stumbled upon a, a very specific type of movie oh, genre. Oh, it's an absolute goldmine. Yeah. I is it, is it like Sharknado? Audience. And they yeah, just exactly, sort of like keep exactly. building off of it. Yeah, but like it's the, like the first one's good, and every one gets progressively worse. But yeah, still watching on a morbid curiosity. Right, of course. Um, all right, so I guess that's my number five. Okay. So bears. Uh, my number four is gonna be a cat. Uh, standard house cat to clarify. Ooh. Uh, there are several different kinds. Uh, I love tortoiseshell cats myself. Uh, they are a gorgeous black cat with a goldish marbling. Um, they are really, really mean. Um, they have an absolute terrible disposition, and they generally hate people. Wow. I, I used to volunteer taking care of cats that were trying to be adopted, and there were so many. Uh, Snickers, all of them. I love those cats. They were adorable. There were, then there was Grenadine. Uh, she was an old mama cat, and she wanted absolutely nothing to do with me, and she would scratch my arm top to bottom every time I tried try to change her litter, but Man, she was a beautiful cat. Wow. And that's the thing, too, with, like, cats. Like, cats, unfortunately, they have a bit of a reputation surrounding them where they, they are a bit aggressive at times, and they will scratch you if needed. However, um, there are cats like the Siberian cats, which get very, very big, and they're more or less just a dog in the hmm. shape of a cat. Wow. They're very friendly and very loving. That's very nice. I, I want one myself. I, I'm actually I – want, I want it on the record that I have not been Googling anything this entire time. Um, but I will break that uh, vow mm. now to look up what a Siberian cat looks like. They're just kind wow. of a big cat. No, you you are not wrong. That is definitely a big cat, and it looks like a house cat. Oh, yeah. I, wow. I, I love them to death. They're Do very, they shed? Uh, I don't know about that myself. Uh, huh. I know more about dogs than cats when it comes down to that, but I just think they're adorable animals. And if I was to ever get a cat, it'd probably be one of them. Yeah. What the really long cat is. I think the long cat's really funny. Long uh, cat. Mancun or something like that. I, I always forget. I'm more oh, of a dog person boy. when it came down to that. Wow. But they do end up as long boys. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the only way to say it. Jeez. That's crazy. He's like six feet tall. Wow. All right, well, that's that's enough Googling of cats for today. So we'll leave it at that. Um, my number four, I'm going to say zebras. Zebra. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so I made a brief adjustment after naming giraffes as my number six because, gosh darn it, I want to keep the Madagascar trend going. So uh, Chris Rock played a zebra in Madagascar. And uh, that's not, of course, the only reason why I put zebras on my list. Zebras are pretty cool. Uh, probably the second most common uh, answer for a small child when asked where they want to go see first in the zoo. I would say zebras are another popular choice. 
Um, they will most likely be out and about in the enclosure as well. It's very rare, I feel like, that they're sleeping during the day. Um, so that is certainly pretty cool. Um, and then zebras, of course, they're another popular animal print that was very, uh, very much around back in the day, similar to leopards. 100%. Um, referees in sports are often called mm. zebras because of their signature black and white striped top. So uh, zebras have a lot of relevance now, and they have a lot of relevance in, uh, in the animal kingdom. So, uh, number four goes to zebras. Uh, that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, my number three. Excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my number three has to be a capybara. Uh -huh. uh, capybaras. Capybara. They, they are, I believe, technically a rodent that are the size of a small lab, I would say. They are known to be very, very sweet. There's actually Capybara Island where they have no known predators there. So, wow. visitors can go there, and they're very sweet. They'll take food out of you. But the one thing you would never expect looking at a capybara is their top speed is 35 kilometers an hour. That is almost as fast as a horse's trot. Wow. So these little uh, rodents uh, basically just fly. They are way faster than they have any credit being. That's amazing. But they are very sweet animals, and I would really love to go to Capybara Island at some point. Have you seen, like, the Capybara videos that have been circulating, like the, the Capybara, Capybara, Capybara? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to miss. Oh, yeah. They're, like, all over the place. I, I see them on Instagram all the time, and I'm and I'm uh, just scrolling through my feed, and they're just there. But, um, yeah, capybaras, certainly on the rise, I would say, in awareness of today's youth. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool animal. So, uh, all right, so number three, I'm going to say lions. Mm. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to cap my Madagascar trifecta with uh, Ben Stiller's portrayal of one in Madagascar. Absolutely. One of the legendary uh, performances of all time. I would say so. Um, and Lions is very cool. Besides, of course, Madagascar, one could also go on to name The Lion King mm. as being another uh, pop culture installment that really rocketed the fame of Lions to the top. Were you more of a Mufasa or Scar kind of kid? I was more Mufasa. because mm, uh, Muf it should be. Mufasa was voiced by legendary voice actor James Earl Jones, who also played Darth Vader Ooh, in the Star Wars point, franchise. So, uh... It was a um, very easy choice to make. Um, also, Scar, like, come on. It's Scar. That, that is yeah. a fair point. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, mm. like Scar is his own, like, kind of, you know, thing. Mufasa, though. Also, who's got the cooler name? Like, people be like, oh, Scar is so cool. Like, Mufasa. It's just more fun to say Mufasa. I, I think if I theoretically had a child, like, right now, mm. I would name it Mufasa. Mm. But only, like... Two seconds ago. Only like, like two seconds Right ago. now, I would not name it Mufasa. O only in that exact moment of time? Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, just then. So, mm. now it's off the table. Now it's mm. probably, like, a normal name, like Maurice or something. Mm, yes, Maurice. <laughs> absolutely. A, a standard name. Very popular here in the United States. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, my number three is Lions. So, let's hear your number two. My number two has to be Chinchillas. Ooh. Uh, if you ever met a Chinchilla... They are very small, they are very, very sweet, and they are unbelievably soft. Uh, very, very friendly creatures. And they actually can't shower in water. Uh, it, I forget what it is exactly, but it can hurt them in some ways. So they get powder baths. If you've ever seen one, you basically throw a bunch of powder in a tub, and they just go in there and they roll like mad. It, it's really funny to watch, adorable. Wow. Uh, but did you know that in their native habitat of South America, they would actually use volcanic ash to shower uh, because by using powders and things like that, it can distribute oils and clean off debris off their fur. Wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. So, yeah, I've always sort of – isn't that like a kind of a thing, like a powder bath, like outside of like 
like animalia like for people to like bathe or something um i'm not too familiar myself i know you use some powers for uh, foot fungal infections and things like that but maybe it's probably that uh, i'm not really sure where i heard that familiar. but yeah um i'm not saying people should use that as the alternative to showering please shower please don't yeah <laughs> yeah there's a reason we picked bad breath over bo yeah yeah there was a reason so but that's pretty cool yeah i never really uh well i never really knew that much about chinchillas until you just until you said all that interesting stuff so at least uh, animals yeah i would and of course they have the cute factor as well mm. very hard to discount that um, number two, uh, we are at the University of Rhode Island after all, so it is without saying that my pick is the Rams. Ooh, the classic. Yeah, uh, this, this kind of encompasses a lot of different, uh, genres of animal, if you will. Um, I think it's like, isn't it a subspecies of goat? Ooh, that, that is outside of my ballpark. I'm, I'm because gonna... when, I, when I look at Rams, I don't really think goat, besides the fact that they both yell really loud. Yeah. And uh, they're really good at headbutting things. Um, but beyond there, I'm not too, too familiar with the differences between goats and rams. Oh, it's a sheep. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's a derivative of sheep. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. I, no, think, I, I think it's a male sheep, that. I think. Yeah. Uh, I do know this, that a group of rams together is known as a flock. Mm. Yes. And typically, uh, we have been accustomed to uh, presuming that a flock is typically a name given to a group of birds. Or those of wings so it's interesting that a flock is instead given to a group of rams mm. yeah good point good i point. know this because it's on the wall of the uh, break room in the welcome center <laughs> so um it, it taught me a fact so that's pretty cool um I'm sure my tour guide friends can help you out with that one yes uh, they've got plenty of ram racks oh uh, did you know oh another one did mm. you know that uh the the horns of a ram's head are 30 pounds uh which actually wow. weighs more than all the other bones in their body combined they were they really are a top heavy animal yeah i know it's uh they, i guess they got a lot of weight on their shoulders <laughs> wow uh i'm killing it with jokes today but um so that's my one animal fact compared to ryan's multiple but um that's my contribution so um number two is rams so now we finally get to your number one and you know i don't really think this one is any surprise it has to be dogs yeah um I myself, I've had poodles. I've had all different kinds. I've recently had several St. Bernards in my life. Oh, the sweetest animals. They're like 240 pounds, and they will sit on you and crush you, but they are absolutely adorable. But something I've learned through having all these animals is that uh, this one isn't a necessary fact, but uh, I think we can all agree to it. Uh, dogs are either the single smartest animal you've ever met or the single stupidest, and there's usually not much of an in-between unless it comes to food. Uh, because I've had dogs that know how to open doors, hmm. and I've had dogs that will run into doors. Uh, you really get one or the other. Yeah. It's really a swing for the fence whenever you pick them one up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my number one, I'm very happy to say, is also dogs. And if you heard the Taco Bell uh, sound just then, it is because we share the same uh, the same entry at the same spot on our list. So, uh it, to happen. Even bigger bonus that it's the number one, but um, this is the first of the season, so it's very cool. But um, yeah, so Taco Bell noise for shared entries, but it's um, it is. So uh, my number one is also dogs. Um, love them, they're awesome. I have two of them at my house. Oh, what kinds? They, uh, I have a Bijan who is mm. uh, 13 years old, it's going on 14 in May. Oh, an old boy. Yes, his name is Beckett. Uh, he has 
some form of arthritis, it seems like. Um, but he's uh, he's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, they all are. And he likes to be asked that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, a, a six-year-old Havanese named Rudy. Uh, because I'm limited to uh, to certain language on this uh, radio station, I will simply say he is a pain. I will not say <laughs> where. But um, he we love him a lot, but he's like our uh, – you always get the problem. He's, he's like, yeah, he's like our, he's like our moody teenager. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like one of those dogs. But uh, he's, uh, he's got a lot of energy. I've had plenty of them, but you know, at the end of the day, I would still cut off a leg for him. That's oh yeah, of course, yeah. They're, 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 they're both, they're both great boys, you know, and they, they provide something to the family. I'm not sure what it is, but um, you know, it's, they're dogs. You know, at the end of the day, it's they're there, they're there when you need them. They're ho- they're they're home when you get home from work, and uh, they lie on top of you when you don't want them to. And it's uh it's a great relationship that is definitely not uh one sided. So, oh, not at all. Yeah, all. it's um. They're called men's best friend for a reason. Of course, yeah. So uh, dogs, gotta love them. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're. An absolute classic. I can't imagine my life without them. I, I really want to get a Bernese Mountain Dog. I think they're absolutely gorgeous. And then I want to get a Corgi, but I want the Corgi specifically after the Bernese, <laughs> so that the Bernese can teach the Corgi how to be a dog, and then the Corgi can just go crazy because they're, they're full of energy. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's perfect timing to wrap up this segment and also our uh, our show time for tonight. So I'd like to thank Ryan for coming on the show. Uh, thank you so much, Ryan. It's uh, it's been another great time. Uh, learned a lot of interesting animal facts and we put together a pretty solid list uh, for for our top 10 so um just a reminder we will not be having a show next week for spring break or the week when we come back because uh life happens and i had to cancel that episode unfortunately so um we will be returning to your phones or wherever you're listening from i believe on march 22nd but uh do not bookmark that time because that might be the wrong day but it's it's during that week so uh, we'll be back at 6 p.m. Uh, the week, two weeks uh, removed from spring break. So until then, uh, this is Ryan and Much Ado About Ryan signing off. Have a good night.